Hello and welcome. I'm Pastor Vincent Grissom, and this is Applying God's Word, a teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 91, titled, God's Grace or Man's Efforts. I recently counseled a troubled man who grew up in a religion that taught that man has to continually perform works to gain God's approval in an attempt to maintain his salvation. He is not alone in this point of view, so today I want to explore the basics of salvation as revealed to us in the Bible for our understanding. Scripture tells us that salvation is by the grace of God through faith and not as a result of someone's performance or works. So let's start with Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Titus chapter 3 verses 4 and 5. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. We who are saved need to remind ourselves and understand and celebrate the effects of our salvation. Let's look at just five effects of our salvation to start with. The first being justification, which is that my sins have been completely forgiven. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The second being regeneration, which is that I have been made a new person in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. The third is atonement. That is, that God's wrath has been satisfied by the payment of our sin at the cross of Christ. Romans 3, verse 25 and 26. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time, so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Here's another verse furthering that point. 1 John 4, verse 10. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Fourth is reconciliation, that is, my relationship with God has been restored. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 through 20. Verse 18. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed us to the message of reconciliation. 
We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Fifth in our celebration of the effects of our salvation is glorification. That is, one day I will be just like Christ. I want to encourage you by the following passages of Scripture, particularly if you are struggling with the need to add to your salvation or maintain your salvation by offering God some type of work or performance. 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Romans chapter 8, verse 29 and 30. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, and those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Our good works are not to earn or maintain our salvation, but are the evidence of our faith in him by whom our salvation came. Here are four rhetorical questions from Galatians chapter 3, verses 2 to 5. Verse 2. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. Paul is making a point here and presenting the foolishness of trading God's grace for man's efforts. He points out that you did not get saved by works and you do not stay saved through the works of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Now let's have a look at our past, present, and future. Past. Before the foundation of the world, God planned our salvation. He foreknew and predestined us to salvation. As a result of these sovereign decisions, at some point in our lives, present, he effectively called us and justified us, so that now he is working to conform us to the image of his Son. In the future, we will be glorified, fully conformed to Christ, who will be preeminent over all. This entire process comes from God and is sustained by him. It's all designed for his glory. Since his sovereign purpose for the glory and supremacy of Jesus Christ is certain, then our future glory with Christ is certain. The only question is, have you given your life to Jesus Christ through faith in him alone? Let's close with Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 10. Verse 8. 
But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved.